Hi, it's Ivanya Easley with the Closet Chronicles. Um, again, I am a wardrobe stylist. I own Love E Fashion and Styled by Love E. They are a personal styling company. We have a platform where you can order a personal stylist on demand. So it's a retail tech company. And this podcast is all about style, the business of style, and all of the inner workings that go on behind the scenes. So if you're interested in getting in the fashion industry or fashion, retail, tech, e-commerce, this is the podcast for you. I really go a little deeper um, into sharing insights that I've learned in my 10 plus years of experience in this business and hope that you get some nuggets and gems from it so that you can go out and do better as well as make less mistakes because this is all about learning. Um I created the podcast because it gives a longer time frame to be able to share. And of course, I love any feedback. So y'all are welcome to comment um, when I release it on social media to say that the podcast is available for the week. You always can comment under the post, ask questions, because I love to answer them. I teach a style class. But of course, if you haven't taken the class, you're not going to get all the information. But that is where I actually go in depth, one-on-one working with students so that they can get into this business and start off on the right path. I started this business out of my love of style, but I just had a good eye. I knew I was good as a stylist. I did not know about business. So that is where I had to learn. And that was my learning curve. And I made a lot of mistakes. I learned from them, did better, created a blueprint that has helped me be successful and still maintaining and running and growing my business this to this day. So this is what this podcast is all about. And if you go back and listen to the previous episodes, every episode talks about a different topic that relates to the business, Um, as well as I'm having a clubhouse panel come up um, shortly with other fashion professionals. And then I'm also doing a um, IG live about one as well. So check me out, loveyfashion.com. Also my Instagrams, loveyvanya social media, etc. You can find all the information about me, my company, our services, and what all we offer. So today's episode is all about investing in yourself. You have to invest in yourself. And when I first got in the business, of course, most people, they don't necessarily start a business with a lot of money. I mean, some people are blessed that they do have some money they put aside because they knew they wanted to start a business. So they started saving or paying off their debts or um, their husband or family or somebody was able to help them get started. For me, I fell into the business, so it wasn't like I was planning to start a business. It was just something I was doing on the side while I had a day job. Now, during the first recession in 08, I ended up losing my day job. And because I was already doing this on the side, that was when I took the leap of faith to try to see like, hey, what if I do this full time? What will happen? Let me see what I can make happen. So I did, and um, I haven't looked back. I took that leap of faith, and I've been leaping ever since, um, growing my business. Every time I felt like giving up, something came through, a client, a good job, something um, that made me be able to keep going and keep going. So my thing today, like I said, is about investing in the business. And again, this podcast is all about being super transparent. It's no fancy editing, um, no extra. This is all about me being transparent, vulnerable, and just sharing um, my thoughts and hoping that it helps somebody who is listening. I also like to keep them short and sweet so that you can listen, get your nuggets, move on to the next episode, take notes, and go from there. 
But um, as I was saying, you have to invest in yourself. And like I said, when I first started, I didn't have any real money because like I said, I wasn't prepared. I lost my job before I was ready um, to go into business full time. So when I lost my job, my first thing was, of course, just trying to figure out to make enough money to pay my bills and support myself. And because of that, I didn't have a lot of money to invest in myself, like investing in business coaches, mentors, not even knowing where to start in regards to resources that the city offers or your local city offers. Um, I live in Atlanta, Georgia, so you can always, you know, go to the business of commerce. Um, there's a lot of resources that can help your business. You just have to do the research, but I didn't even know to do that. So I say this right now from if I could go back and tell um, e who started the business versus E who is already in business, what to do, I would encourage her to get help immediately. The sooner you get help, the less mistakes you make, the less it's going to cost you. At the end of the day, most mistakes end up costing us money or time, which equals the same thing because time is money. So I would suggest starting off of course, you know, I did the free webinars. I did read a lot, but you want to not only read books, but you want to get experience help from people that have already done it you don't have to reinvent the wheel at the end of the day there's nothing new under the sun so even if somebody's not doing exactly what you're doing somebody has done something similar if not exact and trying to get that guidance and toolage from them will save you lots of steps save you lots of time and save you lots of money so i would suggest like i said figuring out what your local resources are Figuring out who, um, what groups you can join for other small women. I always say women. This, of course, can be for men too, but I really focus on women. Small women-owned businesses. There's a lot of resources out here. You just got to do the work to find them. And, of course, building your tribe so you have that support system because entrepreneurship is like a roller coaster. It has its highs. It has its lows. As well as it has its ups and downs, its ebbs, its flows. And when you work for yourself and by yourself, you don't have anybody to bounce stuff off of. You don't have anybody to vent to, to um, cheer you on, support you. Um, sometimes your family does. Sometimes they don't. And sometimes you have a family. Sometimes you don't. At the time I started my business, my parents weren't super supportive because I went to college and I have two degrees. And so they just felt like the corporate route is the best route. And then my daughter was young. So, um, you know, she was a child. She didn't really understand what was going on. And at the time I was divorced. So it wasn't a lot of support system around me to keep me going. Luckily, I'm self-motivated. And I think as an entrepreneur, that's one of the things is you got to really be self-motivated because when you work for yourself, nobody's telling you what to do within a certain time frame, what has to be done by this date or that date or end of the week or end of the month. So you have to be disciplined enough to be like, okay, I need to reach out to 50 people so I can be able to close at least five to 10 of them. How am I going to find the 50 people? Like you have to decide and figure out what are the best steps for you to take as a business owner because nobody's going to tell you. So like for me now, I have a pretty set schedule on like this is what I do on Mondays versus what I do on Tuesdays. I have a whole team. So I'm always assigning the work that I want them to do, then following up, checking it, making sure that's getting done right, doing my own work. There's a lot of moving parts now, but in the beginning, it's just you. So you have to figure out like how I'm going to put myself out there. Um, what am I going to do as far as social media, creating content, putting a, together a content schedule? Like you have to decide as an entrepreneur 
the things that you are doing in your 40 hour business week. And in actuality, when you're an entrepreneur, you're probably working more than 40 hours a week, especially in the beginning. You're doing whatever you need to do to make stuff happen. That may be building your own website, handling all your own content, social media. You might can't bring on a team in the very beginning. So that means you have to do it yourself. The great thing about doing it yourself, though, is when you bring on a team, you're able to explain exactly what you want done, how you want it done. You have an idea of how long it takes because you've played every role in your your company. For me, before I brought on anybody, I did every single job myself. So I've been the janitor and the CEO in regards to there's not nothing in my business that I've hired somebody else to do that I've not done it first so before I had an assistant I was sending out all the emails I was doing this um the style tips every week the blog posts um all of the social media posting all of the content creation and now we work together in tandem as a team i my team helps me film the content, then they edit it, they upload it, they post it, they put together the content calendar. I come up with the ideas and I'm the person in the film, but they're doing all the work behind the scenes to keep one helping me look good, free up my time and getting it all done. Right before I started this podcast, my assistant sent me the video for the week because we post a style tip and blog and post every single week, every Thursday. And so... That's one less thing I have to worry about so that I can focus on the things that only I can do. And so it's really important, like I said, to invest in yourself. I've paid thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in coaches and mentoring, research, reading, books, podcasts. Everything is not going to be free. There is a lot on the internet you can find for sure. But you're going to have to at some point, if you really want the whole shebang and, you know, like lesson A through Z, you're going to have to pay someone for coaching or mentoring or even if it's not for coaching or mentoring in your business, but even the finances, if you're not good with books or finances, even if you decide to do your books, you're going to have to pay somebody to help you either show you how to do it or do them for you and learn how to read the reports. Um, marketing, if you're not a marketing genius, you're going to have to either learn Facebook ads or social media or engagement, or you're going to have to pay somebody to help you learn or to do it for you. So it's really important that you invest in yourself. Um, like I said, I've spent thousands, I don't even want to, I probably could have bought a house with all the money I've spent um, in my business, not just learning to get better for myself and for my business and for my team, but just all the things that it takes to grow a business. Like when I, like I said, when I first got started in the business, it was like, I need to make enough money to pay my bills. We're not investing in anything. So I was the queen of going to all the free webinars and you know, webinars though, they're free, but they're always selling you at the end, majority of them, because when they are doing a webinar, they're giving you enough to tease you to interest you. They're not giving you enough to be dangerous. So they might have gave you a tip, you go and apply it and it worked. But to get the other their five tips, um, you're going to have to pay them for a coaching session or join their group or whatever the case may be. So be prepared to invest in yourself. Now, I know the thing about investing in yourself is it can be overwhelming because there's a gazillion coaches. They all be sounding good because they know how to market. So, you know, you're trying to figure out, like, do I hire this one? Or do I hire that one? What do I do? But, you know, every individual business owner has to make that decision for themselves. For me, how I go about it is I usually am following the person. I'm sub- subscribed to their newsletter. I've went to their webinars. Like, I'm not hiring anybody off the rip. 
Um, I'm usually paying attention, seeing what I like, seeing their coaching style, seeing how they work, comparing cost and price, and long, how long are the programs and things of that nature for me to make a decision on who I decide to go with. Now, what I will say with coaching sessions, there is not a one size fits all. Like I've had multiple coaches in different areas of my business. There's not really a, I can go to one person and they can help me. I pay them one flat rate and they help me with every area of my business. Like for me, it's been, and most of the time that's going to be the case for me, there's been a coach that helps me with operations and running the business. Then there's been a coach that helps me just with the finances and how to manage the money and budget and scheduling of that. Then there's somebody that just helps me with marketing and their coach in regards to marketing and branding. Um, so there's not going to usually be one person that can give you every single thing. You're going to have to spread the love, so to speak, in regards to your learning curve. So it's important to figure out and break your business down by the different areas and figuring out who can help you in those different areas. Now, sometimes you can meet somebody that has two areas of expertise, like they're in your industry and they're great at marketing. And so you'll get a two for one for, but for the most part, be prepared to learn in different areas. Now, no matter what business that you're in, fashion or otherwise, there's always going to be at least certain areas that have to be handled. There's always marketing in every business because marketing is how people know you exist. If you don't market, how do people know you exist to hire you? So there's always going to be marketing no matter what your business. Then there's the industry itself, whatever industry you're in. So I'm in fashion. So that is where I get help from fashion industry experts because they know this business. Obviously, the fashion industry doesn't run like the makeup or hair industry. They are complementary, but I don't do hair. I don't do makeup. So there's different experts and those crafts. So you have to have somebody, of course, that helps you in your craft uh, industry expert. Then there's the money. You have to be able to make money. You have to spend money and you have to know where the money is coming. Where is it going? How are you getting it? So you can repeat that. If you find that, oh, I get most of my clients from Instagram, that's where you need to be. I get most of them from LinkedIn, Facebook, referrals, networking. You got to figure that out. But all of that, the money is a big part of running a business. It's how you stay in business, how you support your business and how you grow your business. So those are off the rip. Two, three top areas that you're going to have to figure out for your business. And then, of course, there's the smaller things. Like I said, marketing, social media falls under marketing. But marketing is the big umbrella where you have social media, digital marketing, in-person marketing, online, offline. All of the different things that fall under the marketing umbrella. And then under finances umbrella, you're going to have, you know, money coming in, money coming out. How are you getting the money? How are you budgeting the money? So, and then, of course, your craft. How do you working your craft? What is the experience your clients get? What is the process and the systems to make it happen? So it's a lot to think about. For me, I'm very um, type A. I'm a Virgo and very perfectionist. So I like to put everything in its compartment, so to speak. And so that's just to give you an example of thinking about your business and how to think about it. Of course, when I first got in my business, I wasn't thinking about none of that. All I was thinking about is I have a good eye. I want to get paid for it. Now that I'm doing this full time, let me find clients, let me service them, put the money in my bank account, pay my bills and keep it moving. I wasn't reading the data. I wasn't trying to understand what type of customers I was getting so that I could go and find people just like them. I didn't get into all of that until much later. So I'm encouraging you to start off right. Um, we'll talk about customer personas and 
all that breakdown in a different episode. And that's why I say this podcast was created to give you the breakdown and more than just an IG live or an Instagram post or a Facebook post or anything like that, because you have to break it down. There's so many components and moving parts to a business. It's almost like a puzzle, probably a thousand piece puzzle, not a, a five piece that we had in like kindergarten. But there are the bigger components and then you're breaking down all of the individual, for lack of terminology, line items within each umbrella. So like I mentioned before, a lot of things can go under marketing, a lot of things go under finance, and a lot of things go under your craft. For me, and the craft part, that's probably the easiest part as well as the part that I enjoy the most because, of course, that's why I started my business. Same for you. If you're a jewelry designer or a clothes designer, you got into it for that part, not for all the other stuff that comes with it. But as a business owner, you have to deal with all the other components, too. So it's definitely a yin and yang, the pros and cons. Um, so, of course, the industry, studying the industry, attending Fashion Week, reading the magazines, um, staying up to date with designers, emerging designers, who's having a sale, what local boutiques and designers you can partner with, collab with. All of that, of course, is my favorite part of the business. Um, I call everything my homework. So to me, that's my favorite part of homework. Not the like I'm in a um, group coaching class right now. And so we're going through, you know, all the different components of your business. And so right now we're on the website part. And so I had to outsource um one of the components of that because I was getting overwhelmed just looking at it. But with the website, it was like, you know, do you have the right words um, for Google SEO in your website? Is your website at the right speed? And it was like a whole module on website and all of the things that go into your website and not just throwing it up and having an about page or service page and a blog, but like all of the intricate details behind the the website, so to speak, the back door of the website that you have to do so that the front end that the customer sees is up to par. Like, does it load quickly? I found out websites should load within 2.5 seconds. My website was slow because I have so many pictures and I had too many plugins. So now I had to pay somebody to get it to speed up. Now, I didn't have to pay somebody, but it was either pay somebody or spend hours on my own trying to figure out how to apply all of the different modules to speed up the website, like, oh, removing this plugin, that plugin. I'm not technical like that, even though I do have a tech company in regards to retail tech, but I have developers. So I tell them what I want and they do it. I don't actually build anything technical. So I'm just saying that in itself could have been an all day issue. I chose to outsource it to keep it moving. But I'm just saying in general, this is why it's important to invest in yourself because I might not have even known about that if I wasn't in this group coaching class. I've had so many coaches, so many group coaching, so many one-on-ones to continue to get better and to grow my business. And I will say the investment does pay for itself. I remember one year... I have to do the math and I don't want to hold y'all up trying to do the math, but I know I spent a good maybe five to ten thousand dollars on like group classes, coaching, one on one, et cetera, et cetera. And I know um I was like, dang, you know, this is a lot of money. I hope I get it back. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And then the next year after I um invested all that money at one time into all these different um programs, that first week of the new year I made ten thousand dollars. Because of what I learned 
from these classes. So it ended up paying for itself immediately. And at that point, that means everything else, all the money I made the rest of the month, because like I said, that was the first week of January in the new year. Everything else, that means now I've learned that information. The thing about learning is once you learn it, nobody can take that from you and you can apply it over and over and over and over again. So even with my class, I stress to my students all the time, like I'm teaching y'all for less than a thousand dollars. Y'all are going to take what I taught y'all and make thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars off of it for years and years and years to come. So that is the great thing about investing in yourself. You have to continue to do it, but whatever you're learning, you're going to be able to use that forever to keep growing and getting better and making money. So I got the investment back, broke even basically that first week. And then I still made money the rest of January. At that point, it was all profit. So it's important to realize that's why you have to invest in yourself. And like I said, it's also a mindset thing. Because when I first got in my business, of course, it was the mindset like, I'm trying to make money. I'm not trying to spend it. I don't have no money for no coaching and investing. I'll figure it out. I'll learn it on my own. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And of course, some of that is true. But at the same time, you know, I went to college, I paid for two degrees, okay, them things still in deferment. But you know, we don't have a problem when it's like, oh, we pay for our education and half of us are not even working in our degrees. That's another story for another day. I'm still glad I went to school, I got my degrees, all of the things. But because I think college just made me well rounded. Um, as a person, not necessarily, oh, I remember what I learned in history freshman year, whoop, 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 but more so just the connections I built, relationships I built, how to operate and move in different circles with different people, so on and so forth. Um, so I don't regret college experience at all. I'm just saying we had no problem paying for that. So why not invest more in something that you're building for yourself? So that's why it's really important to invest in yourself. And like I said, I didn't want to in the beginning. I was just trying to learn everything and piece it together from all the free stuff and all the YouTube and and all the Google University. But at some point, you need to be able to talk it through with somebody, get their feedback because they've been in business or been in your industry or a combination of both for years and have some real insight. At the end of the day, whatever you learn combined with experience is how you end up really being able to utilize all of your skill set. Um, from now, I teach off of experience. Like I've learned so much in this last 10 plus years of working my own business. And so that experience plus the learning I've gotten from my coaches. And when I teach my class, it's like everything I'm learning that I've invested in myself, I'm pouring into the people that work with me. So it's like you're paying for everything that I've already paid for and learned, but you're not spending the same amount I spent to do it. I spend thousands to get better. And then I share that. So every year my class gets better because every year I get better. So it's really important to think about that and think about learning is is not a cost to you. It's an investment in you. So I'm always telling students and people when I work with them, I'm not charging you. You are investing in yourself. You have to invest in yourself. Nobody else is going to invest in you until you invest in yourself. So even if you get an investor, you get somebody that wants to believe in you, supporting you, they want to see that you got some skin in the game too. So you have to invest in yourself. And if you're investing in yourself, you're going to learn, you're going to grow, you're going to try things out, you're going to get better. And as you get better, the money is going to come. So you're always going to get it back. 
um, as well as you're having people that advocate and support you and your business. And like I said, they're not in your business so they can look at it from an objective point of view. Sometimes when you're in your business, you can't see the forest for the trees because you're so in it. It's hard to be able to even see a different perspective because you're boggled down by all of the things that are going on in your business. So that's why um, it's really important to think about, like, how can I invest in myself? And I'm not saying, oh, you got to start off spending thousands of dollars like trust. I didn't either. I started off with, OK, I'm about this class for $19.97. Um, no, you know, what? I think I started with even lower. Now. I think I bought a class for like $4.97 or something. And I was like, "Ooh, this is a big investment. And then I went up to $2,000 investment. And then I went up the highest I think I've paid for one coach has been probably 6,000 for just one coach. But I've paid multiple coaches for multiple um, different areas of my business. Like I said, paying for a coach that can help me really with branding and marketing and social media. Another one for the finances and forecasting the finances on where the goal that I'm trying to get to. Um, Paying for people that can help me in the craft of the the business. Like, oh, okay, you know, this is how I built my fashion empire. Here's some insight on how you, and you're not repeating and copying exactly what they did. You're taking insights and then tweaking it to make it your own and applying it to your own business. So um, if I haven't left you with anything today is invest in yourself, figure out how to invest in yourself. And the other thing is a mindset. That's the last point I want to touch on. And we'll have another episode about mindset because mindset is really important. But for today, I'm going to give you this little nugget on mindset and we'll talk about mindset for a whole episode at another date. But mindset is about you feel like, oh, you know, I can't spend $5,000 on no coach but you want to charge a client 5000 So I find, and one of my coaches has said this, it's a correlation between how much you can charge and how much you invest in yourself. I have no problem asking a client for $10,000 and providing what the value I'm going to give you to say 10000 Now, mind you, 10 years ago, I was scared to ask for $1,000. Well, no, I lied, not 1000 but I was scared to ask for like 2000 for an appointment. Now I have people pay me 3000 regularly like it's nothing. So for me, my big number, asking somebody for 5000 10000 at one time for styling services, it took a mindset change for me to be able to ask for that. But the thing is, I can't ask for something I wasn't even willing to pay for for myself as far as investing in myself. So a lot of times what you can invest in yourself is also what you would be willing to ask another client to pay you. So that's something to think about. Now, of course, I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope it wasn't so much information. You're like, oh my God, this was a lot. But that's why I keep them short and sweet. And I know I'll be talking a mile a minute too. So um, please share this podcast if you thought it was interesting. Share with another fashion entrepreneur or someone interested in the industry. Please like and comment. Um, if you did enjoy it, tell me what you thought, what you liked, what you didn't like, and what you want to hear about. And I look forward to next week. And I hope y'all have a stylish week and keep going.